0: Hi, welcome back to Your Best Friends Podcast. I am your host Aurora, and today I am met met (laughs) joined. Well, we are meeting. (laughs) We are meeting joined by Renee of the Mom Room. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I won't
1: go too far back, but I my husband and I, I'll, I'll tell you about how our family became. So my husband and I met in 2012 online on Plenty of Fish, right? Like everyone else. Um, and yeah, we both were living in Ottawa. He was doing his medical residency and I was doing my PhD. Uh, and then um, when I was almost done my PhD, we got engaged and we had we got pregnant with milo and then i was seven months pregnant at our wedding and then milo was born and that is when i kind of switched over all my social media stuff to the mom room because i was like wow once i had milo i realized all these things that no one told me and all these things that i wanted to talk to other moms about um you know things like postpartum recovery and like how awful that is but nobody seems to talk about it um, so yeah i started to realize once i put stuff out on social media it was very well received and people could relate to it a lot so then i started my blog started um the mom room on instagram and then obviously in quarantine like everyone else i started TikTok, <laughs> and that kind of blew up uh, and then yeah started my podcast and that's where I'm at right now. So finished school right before quarantine. uh, And then it was kind of like, congratulations, you're finished your PhD. And now you can be stuck at home with your toddler for, you know, four months or whatever it was. So I had to do something with myself. So I was more put like creative energy into TikTok. And then now the podcast.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think one of the most important things that I found as a mom is having something that's not mom related, that you can put your energy into and that isn't necessarily your job that like even though it's a lot of work managing social media accounts and a podcast and a blog all of those are so much work but having something else is just so important to your sanity as a mother
1: (laughs) totally and for me especially i was so like i was in graduate school for over 10 years so for me having milo was such a big adjustment because You know for over 10 years I was living by myself completely focused on myself like focused on school reaching goals that I you know wanted to reach and and then you have a baby and it's like oh crap like now I need to figure out how to kind of divide my time but it was so important for me to still
0: be focused on something that was not mom related, like you were saying. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you have used your platform to talk about so many things that a lot of platforms don't talk about. I think a lot of people have gotten better about posting about the realities of motherhood and pregnancy and all of that. But when I first got pregnant, I was in for such a shock because I thought it was so fun and it was going to be like, glowy and beautiful and what it really was was vomiting in front of a toilet for 12 hours a day and I was like no one told me I'd be peeing my pants absolutely no one like yeah like they don't show this on Pinterest right I'm Um, like I thought I would just I thought my pregnancy would just be normal life but with a beautiful growing baby like (laughs) it's absolutely the opposite of what happened so um I'd love to hear a little bit about how you were able to find a community on TikTok. And um, I know you had that one like first viral video, and then also kind of the struggles of having that platform specifically on TikTok. Right.
1: Um, so when I first started TikTok, I think I downloaded the app in January of this year, just because, Thank right, you too. Like I feel like everybody did because, and it's so funny because it was around for much longer than that, but I just started to clue into it from, you know, watching TV or like seeing it on Instagram. And I was like, what the heck? And people were telling me how popular it was. So I downloaded it in January just to get my username, but I didn't touch it. And then I kind of played around with it here and there, uh, but I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to use like all the editing features. Uh, And then once quarantine came i had some i was finished school now so i had some time to play around with it and i made some you know mediocre videos at first uh and it was just kind of a fun thing to do to add you know like shake your booty like music to my son like bebopping around the house uh and then once i started to kind of put more thought into the content and the messages uh, that I was saying in the TikTok, they, they started to get really popular. So then once they started to get popular, I started to post more and kind of take ideas and messages from my blog and from, you know, things that I was talking about on Instagram and make them into fun TikToks. And I think, you know, everyone, every mom in quarantine was on TikTok. So it just kind of went from there. Um, and people really related to the TikToks and it grew. Um, and yeah, the first viral video, it's funny because I don't even know what viral means Same. on TikTok. I'm like, it's so variable. I'm like, well, this video has 20,000 views. Is that good? But this one has a million. Like, whoa, that's really good. Um, so yeah, the first TikTok that went to a million was one about my son's little unibrow, (laughs) which is so funny. But um, yeah, I obviously I wanted to fix his unibrow. Like I always say, I don't let my husband walk out of the house with a unibrow. So why would I let my little boy? And, you know, I personally, I just don't like them. Like, you know, we take care of our faces and our facial hair so anyways I didn't think twice about it to use a little painless electric uh you know the things that just like zip off uh facial hair he thinks it's funny he laughs um but I was like why do I feel um like insecure to tell other people that I'm doing this you know why do I feel bad about it almost And then when I thought about it, I was like, people go and get their little girl's ears pierced and nobody even bats an eye at that. Or, you know, people get their sons circumcised, which I have no issue with the ear piercing and circumcision, but it's just like the double standard. Like, why can't I just painlessly remove a little bit of his unibrow hair? (laughs) So that was what the TikTok was about. And yeah, of course, You know when it's subjects like that everyone has something to say and it would like just yeah i think it's funny with stuff like
0: that because it is i mean i am it's just so funny because everyone has such like opinions about those things so strong strong and and it's just the simple fact if you do it differently than them that it offends someone like i don't get offended My sons aren't circumcised. I don't get offended when other people circumcise their babies. It's not something I would do because I personally think that it's not necessary. But I'm not going to, like, shame other people for – but flipped around, people, you know, they're like, no, you have to circumcise. And I'm like, why, though? (laughs) And so there's so many
1: topics. Like, when it comes to being a new mom and having a baby – there's so many topics like that where people cannot see the in between or that someone else might not think the same way that they do. It's like, yes or no. Yes. And that's it. Like they can't move past their own opinion. Yeah. It's, it's like,
0: cause you talked about it in one of your early episodes about how you did, how you didn't do baby led weaning. And that's also such a personal decision because baby led weaning can be scary. And And what really matters is that your baby's getting food and, but people get so up in arms about that too. Or if they think that you're doing it too early or you're doing it wrong. Like I, I did baby led weaning with my babies and I had someone get after me on Instagram because I was doing baby led weaning, but I also gave my son like pureed applesauce and they were like, it has to be all solids. And I was like, it's applesauce. Like, like like, I eat applesauce and I'm 35 (laughs) I don't see the issue here I'm so confused but people were like you have to do all or nothing and I'm like I don't agree with you are you his pediatrician no and that's the thing people get so like this is how I did it and my kids are great so this is how everybody has to do it and motherhood is such a like being a parent I guess is such a spectrum that like the things that worked for my first kid don't work for my second and like it's all yeah everyone's just trying to survive we don't have to we don't have to get up in people's business about their personal decisions as long as no one's getting hurt um so i'd love to hear what some of your biggest misconceptions about motherhood and pregnancy were that you had before you became a mom oh i was thinking about this today because i was looking at the
1: the outline and i can really say that I feel like an asshole when I think back to before I had kids, like before I had Milo and, you know, like giving other parents a hard time for like, you know, they don't want to go out for dinner or they don't want to get a babysitter or, you know, they leave parties early. And, you know, I think it's so easy when you don't have a child to, you don't understand. And so it's easy for you to be like, why are you leaving early? Like, you're so lame. Like, that's stupid. Your kids are fine. Like, relax, you know? And now that I'm in that situation, it's like, that's they're not lame. It's just their priorities are not to be at this party, you know? So...
0: I For think sure it's that. funny in that regard because people who don't have kids will be like, oh, well, if they stay up late, they'll just sleep in tomorrow. Or if they skip their nap, they'll just go yeah. to sleep really well tonight. I'm like, that's literally not not how nap, nap math works. <laughs> it's, it's just not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes
1: no sense. And another thing, which that kind of leads into how going on vacation, and I talked about this in one of my previous podcast episodes, we took a little trip up north to visit my parents which is like a cottage on the water like super nice but it was so different from when i would go before i had milo like it's not enjoyable it's not relaxing if anything it's worse than just staying home because now you have to worry about so many things and you're not in your own environment you don't like have all the stuff that you're used to having around you And I was like, wow, like, will vacations or holidays ever be relaxing? And I was like, if we in the future, spent like once COVID is done, if we wanted to go on a trip that was going to cost us like a fair bit of money, it's worth it to bring someone along to help with the kid. Like, so you and your husband can go out, you know, have dinner, like, and also relax, like at some point in the vacation.
0: So, yeah, that was
1: a huge, uh, i realized that very it's funny because it really is
0: not a vacation with a child is not a vacation and it's one of those things that afterwards i'm always like i'm glad that we brought them because they got this experience and it was yes. it was fun in hindsight but in the moment you are so stressed out because their nap schedules are all messed up they're screaming in the uber you're like i you know and they're not doing anything they're not eating the right things it's just so stressful But then you get home and you're like, I'm so glad that we brought them on that incredibly stressful trip where we missed our flight and we we got the wrong hotel room and like all these things happened. And then you're like, but I'm so glad I brought them. But it's not a vacation at all. Totally. And now I look at it almost
1: like because it's funny, even a couple weeks after we got back from that trip, I wanted to go again and my mom was like are you sure because i just listened to your podcast episode about this and i was like i know i don't know what's wrong with me but you want to go because you know how much fun they have and that they're excited and so it's almost like you're yeah. doing it for them which is literally like that's up being a parent right
0: no that's so true yeah another
1: another thing that i realized quick before having milo i was super organized like plan ahead you know everything's packed like super organized but now i've kind of quickly learned that you have to be super flexible and you know you could plan something a week in advance but it could you know that day could show up and then you can't go for whatever reason uh Yeah, so definitely. And even like a simple thing like, oh, I'm going to take Milo to the toy store and have a good afternoon with him. Well, you know, at any moment he could decide he's not enjoying himself and there goes the whole day. So you kind of have to be super flexible and okay with changing plans. Yeah, or
0: like if he wakes up too early or he like was up during the night or he didn't eat his breakfast, like literally there are so many variables that can happen at any point during the day that can completely throw everything off. And it's the same sort of thing like taking them on outings where in hindsight, it's a lot of fun. Beforehand, you think it's going to be a lot of fun. But while you're there, just so many things can happen that can just completely derail the entire situation. There was right before COVID, I took my kids to, um, there's a, like a, it's not like a museum but it's like a kids interactive thing and they have this butterfly biosphere so they have this like room and it's like a greenhouse and it's full of butterflies and it's so fun kind of and and they have like a little play area for the kids and my baby was still a baby because quarantines lasted like his whole life and so he's like this little baby and i thought that he would nap in the stroller and we're going around and like 20 minutes into it, I'm holding this screaming baby while my toddler's running around, going up these stairs, and I'm having a heart attack because he's going upstairs, but I'm like holding a baby, and I was like, I'm never taking my children in public ever again, but then as soon as we got home, (laughs) like the next, like that night, I'm laying in bed talking to my husband about it, and I was like, you know, we had a lot of fun, and he's like, you literally came to pick me up from work, like, angry and the kids were screaming you're like I'm never leaving the house again and I'm like yeah but it was so fun yeah but the butterflies I'm like, Oh, but but he loved the butterflies and he thought it, and and he all the other kids and just yeah you forget you forget you do today's episode is sponsored by real paper you all know that sustainability is super important to me I've talked about her efforts to be plant-based and she's eco-friendly options all the time when I found Real Paper, I knew that I had to share it. Real Paper is tree-free toilet paper made 100% from bamboo. Its packaging is also completely plastic-free. It always drives me crazy to see a company that is greenwashing, sending a sustainable product in non-sustainable packaging. But with Real, even their packing tape is made of paper. They offer a convenient home delivery with free shipping, and you can set up a subscription to get it delivered however often you need so you never run out of toilet paper again. Use the code yourbestfriend to get 25% off your first order at realpaper.com. That's R-E-E-L paper.com. Okay, so something that I really want to talk about is something that you have talked about on your TikTok a lot, and that is daycare. Because your son has started going back to daycare, which I think is amazing, and I'm so jealous. (laughs) And... (laughs) People on TikTok have been so mad at you for putting your child in daycare when it's not for the purpose of you, like, going to work. And even though you are working, like we talked about, social media and blogging and stuff is a lot of work. But because you were not making a consistent paycheck from it, people are mad. So I want to talk a little bit about that.
1: So first, I'll tell you our situation and how this all happened. Mm -hmm. So... When we moved to the GTA, which is like the greater Toronto area, I was finishing up, my husband got a, a, a position here and he's a physician. So his hours are crazy. Like he is on call, like, you know, several times a month. His schedule is not uh, consistent and it's not reliable in the sense that you know he can pick up and drop off milo um every day or whatever so yes so when we moved here i was still finishing up my phd so when milo turned 12 months old we had always intended for him to go to daycare because that's when my maternity leave from my program uh was up he would go to daycare i would finish my phd so That was last year and went into March of this year and we found the best daycare. It was brand new. It's run by like girls younger than me. They're um, like early childhood educators. It's such a cute little daycare and he thrived in daycare. He loves it. He like is happy to go so happy when he gets home his speech is like blowing up. Like, it's just so, so good. Um, So we had always intended that after COVID, after the quarantine, he would go back to daycare. So I happened to finish school right before quarantine. Then I stayed home with him. And then once the daycares opened back up here, we were like, of course he's going to go like, this is great for him. Uh, And for me, It's not worth it. I would have to commute like an hour to get to downtown to get a job in my field. So I can't do that right now because my husband's job, even though he works close to home, it just doesn't work with Milo being so young because someone has to be available, you know, if he's sick one day, if like to pick him up, to drop him off. So he went back to daycare and then during quarantine i you know started writing a book i have the podcast i have my blog and all of this stuff is doing really well so we were like okay i'm just going to continue working on this stuff and Milo's going to go back to daycare and yeah it works for us and i'm super happy about it i get to you know do things that i'm passionate about that i enjoy Milo loves daycare my husband's happy. Like, you know, everything is done around the house. Like we don't have to run errands on the weekend. Like it just works for us. So I think it was three days after Milo went back to daycare, I made a TikTok about it and people were pissed. Like some people, majority of people are like amazing. Good for you. Like, this is great. But some people are just so upset about the idea of putting your kid in daycare when you're not working, which is crazy to me because, and my friend made a good point when we were having a conversation about this. She said, daycare is an opportunity for a kid. Like if you find a great daycare that teaches them, like, you know, is super loving and caring and they have home cooked meals and like that's an opportunity for the child. It's not, it shouldn't be seen as this negative thing.
0: Yes, I think, I think daycare and things like that are often viewed as kind of negative and I don't know why, but when I think of daycare, that's my initial thought because for some reason, that's just what we've all been told is that it's like this necessary evil, like you have to put your kids in daycare so you can work, but I think it's beautiful like I seriously because I think about it and I'm like well he's around his peers and that's super important for kids development especially coming out of quarantine where they have no interaction with their peers like I truly wish that there was something like that right now in Utah where I live I would not feel safe putting my kid in daycare um but like the other day my husband and I were talking about it and I was like you know I really wish that we could send him to preschool right now because he just turned three he is craving that, that like, um, like that those relationships with his peers, he says that the leasing agents at our apartment are his friends. And I'm like, I am so sorry that that's where you're at. (laughs) But, um, like, that's so important. That alone would be enough reason to put your kid in daycare. I feel like, like, it's just like a, a long play date for your kids that, but then you have all the other amazing things on top of it, the education and the incredible food and the good environment? I just, I don't see any bad things about it. Like at all. It's really, if, if he wasn't in daycare
1: prior to quarantine, we wouldn't be putting him in, but you know, he was there for like nine months or something. And we like created relationships with the girls that teach him and like work with him. And, you know, I'm close with them on social media and they're constantly updating us throughout the day. Cause his daycare has an app, which mm. like you, uh, they upload pictures all day. Oh, I and I know that. exactly. It's amazing. Like everything that he's eaten, every diaper that they've changed, how long he napped, like it's all on the app and I can check it all day. That's amazing. I can message them right away. Yeah. It like, It just, it was such a good experience for us that we were like, whether or not I'm working, making money, we're going to send him. And that's, that's, we are very fortunate because we can financially afford to do that right now. Um, so yeah, we were like, this is great for him. Of course, we're going to send him back. He loves it. So yeah, like he literally, it's kind of sad, but at the same time, I love it because he's so excited to get in the car to go
0: to daycare. And he's like, bye-bye, bye, bye. bye." That's (laughs) so cute. It's so so cute. That's how my toddler is with, um, whenever we have to have babysitters come over, he loves his babysitters. And the moment they walk in the door, he like gives me a kiss and he goes, bye mom, bye, go to work. I'll see you later. And I'm always like, okay, well, I'm going to be back in like two hours. Like you know, I'm not going to be gone very long. He's like, bye, bye. Like shutting the door, like trying to get me out. Um, last week I had an appointment. So his babysitter came over and when he woke up, I told him that she was coming over and he got so excited that he went outside onto our balcony and sat down on the porch and said, I'm going to wait here and watch. And he sat outside for a full hour. And I was like, she's not going to be here for four hours. Like there's so much you can do before she gets here, but he says I'm just gonna watch, and he sits in the chair and he's like looking around, and I was like, I mean, it's fine. You, can, you're you're happy and entertained. I don't have to worry about you, but but they love that, and so why would you not? <laughs> why would you not give your kid that? Yes,
1: and it's I don't think people understand either the importance of your child being able to build. Um, like a trusting relationship with Mm -hmm. another adult. Like that's important as well. But people just, I don't know, people just want to shit all over, all over daycare. And like I said, of course there's going to be awful daycares and there's going to be great daycares. And you know, that's the parent's judgment to decide what, what kind of daycare it is, but yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. I think, I, I think back to when I was a kid, And I think a lot of the reasons that I have those kind of negative first thoughts about daycare are because my parents were very, you know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And I think kind of as a defense mechanism, she would say things like, um, you know, that, that moms send their kids to daycare because they don't have time for them or, you know. And I think that's, I think as a mother, I can understand, you know, saying those things to make, yourself feel better and also potentially to help your children understand why like the decisions that you make but also (laughs) a mother can love her children and also send them to daycare. Um, A mother can love her children and hire a nanny to help take care of their children and I think um, something that I've noticed a lot especially among like the social media space and like influencers is that People will say things um, like, oh, well, this person can only, this mom can only accomplish all these things because she has a nanny or because she sends her kids to daycare. And it's, and like in a way to like lessen the success of what they're doing, if that makes sense, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's not really because she's good at what she's doing. It's because she's sending them to daycare. And it's like, could you just? I don't hear you saying that to my husband. Yeah. Oh, who has me to take care of the kids? Like, you know, why, 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 why are you doing this?
1: Somebody, somebody commented on one of my TikToks the other day and it said, oh, so you depend on your husband. That's cool. And I I wanted, I'm going to video reply. I haven't saved in my drafts to video reply, but I'm going to be like, actually my husband depends on me like to do a lot of shit so back off like yeah financially but that's our choice right now
0: like and that's one aspect it's I mean sure your husband makes the majority of the money but I mean you're probably doing the majority of the housework you're doing the majority of the child rearing you're doing all of these things you do all the the like running the errands and making sure there's dinner on the table and all of those things. And it's like, so what, if my husband's making money, if I wasn't here, he would be eating ramen every night and live in a big (laughs) style. Like this is an equal partnership. And we exactly, you know, like we're a team,
1: like we, we are a team and we are doing what's best for our family. So it's great that, you know, we can get everything done or like during the week errands, like all this stuff. And then, yeah, on the weekend we have, the entire weekend to do whatever we want as a family we have nothing to do on the weekend like when Milo comes home from daycare we're not stressed trying to get dinner ready trying to you know cut the grass trying to do this trying to do that like no it's all done like so now we can have dinner with Milo we can do his bath time together we can read books watch Sesame Street like before he goes to bed all together like nobody is stressed I'm not trying to get podcast editing done and like, write And you know, Oh, my husband's home. Now I can have a a little bit of free time to do. No, like I've had all day to do all the stuff that I care about and I'm, you know, interested in doing. So yeah, it just works
0: for us. Yeah. Um, okay. So before we wrap up, I would love to hear if you could give one piece of advice to new moms or new parents, what would it be?
1: So I would say, something that helps me so much is to communicate your feelings and because i think a lot of the times we have certain experiences or feelings as you know being a new mom especially and we're like what is wrong with me like why do i feel this way um but you'll find and it's ex- like this is what i find especially when i put out my tiktoks and stuff every single Person is like, oh my God, me too, me too, me too. And then it kind of opens up a conversation for people to talk about, you know, suffering with mom guilt or the hottest topic right now is the breastfeeding formula feeding thing. And it's like, you know, so many moms have sent me DMs, their story about, you know, trying to breastfeed, having to give formula. And they felt guilt and stress and like ashamed for years after that. Like some of these women, their kids are eight years old and they still feel horrible. And it's like, when I share those stories, people are like, Oh my God, like, thank you for sharing this because I thought I was the only one. And you're not. So I think once you open up and tell people your experience, your story, um, you see that we're all kind of going through similar struggles and um, And similar to that, I would say to be open with your partner. If you have a partner at home, to be open about your feelings, uh, your emotions, because a lot of the times, you know, we expect them to just know how we're feeling. And it could be as simple as, you know, I feel really stressed out and anxious today and I'm not sure why. And my husband will be like, why don't you go take a walk? And it's like just, just the act of me verbalizing to him that I'm anxious or stressed and him acknowledging it and being like, why don't you go for a walk or do something? It's like lifted off my shoulders. So yeah, communication and finding supportive,
0: like-minded moms for sure. I love that. I think having a community, even if it's not physical to talk to and bounce ideas off of and just like have that support is so, so important as a parent, like so important. Um, Okay, so I completely forgot that we were going to read some stuff um, that people had sent in and I literally completely forgot until just now. Um, So we'll just do it super quick. Um, The funniest things that you've had to say to your kids that you would never expect to literally have to say. Like, at least (laughs) once a day, I find myself saying words that I would have never strung together in a sentence if I didn't have children. Like literally multiple times a week i say the words you are so good at pooping to my three-year-old or to my (laughs) baby like when when would you ever feel the need to say that to another adult but that's something that i say multiple times a week and it's so bizarre so i'd love to hear if you have any that you can think of like the weirdest things you've had to say to milo oh my gosh if not, I have a few that people sent in. Um, let me pull these up. So, yes, s- s- tell me some that other okay, people yes. have sent in, I'll Okay. Think. So, this is one of my favorites. I was going to send you some and then I forgot to. Okay, so this one says, "Fancy ladies do not play in the toilet." <laughs> Aww. There are so many so many toilet related ones. This one says, "No, no, do not swallow the rock." right before my child swallowed said oh, rock no <laughs> or um there were okay seriously so many like bum and just toilet related ones this one said um this is another poop one i'm so proud of you for pushing out your poop <laughs> it's true though. which i know i've said to my kid like Anytime he's constipated and he finally does it, I'm like, I'm so proud of you for pushing that out. You're so good at pooping. (laughs) Like,
1: Like, this is going to be me because I have to start potty trainings like in a few months. And that is going to be me. That's going to be me.
0: Good job at pooping. It is. (laughs) I know. It's ridiculous. And then um, please don't put your finger in your butthole
1: okay that's that's what i was just gonna say he just started trying to do this and i'm i'm looking at my husband and i'm like
0: i think he's trying to put his finger in his butthole and my husband's like no he's not and i'm like yes he is you're like literally his finger is right there i mean it's a natural curiosity they're like whoa yeah. i could i can put my finger in this but that's gross um <laughs> Yeah, literally almost every single response is, please don't put your finger in your butthole. No, we don't put our finger in the dog's butthole. <laughs> Stop putting your finger in your belly button and smelling it. Don't put dog poop in your mouth. It's literally all poop related. Yeah. But it's true. Or last night, my husband, we were talking about this, and he turns to me right after saying this, and he goes, you can, just, you can say this in your podcast tomorrow. We're giving the boys a bath. And he says, you can't waterboard your brother. <laughs> Like he knows what that means. <laughs> right. As if he knows what waterboarding is, he just yeah. looks at us and then continues dumping water on his brother's face. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, you just, every single day I find myself saying something to my kids that I would never, ever without having a child have to say. And it's, it it's keeps, great. It keeps life interesting though. It does. It really does. <laughs> um, okay. So tell everyone where they can find you.
1: Yes. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the.mom.room. My website is renearena.com. And I just started a Patreon community under uh, the mom room. So yeah, it's basically going to be like, a private mom gang is what i like to call it.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah.
1: And then my podcast obviously is the Mom Room podcast uh under kids and family on Apple Podcasts.
0: Perfect. And we are doing a pod swap, so after you're done listening to this episode, you can go listen to hers. Um yeah, and I'll put everything in the show notes so everyone can find you more easily. Yay, Thank awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, and I will talk to you all next week.